Welcome to Life, L-I-F-E, Luxury in Full Effect. I'm David Frangioni. I'm here with Justin Lee. And this is the show where we interview the people operating at the top of the luxury market. From entertainment, real estate, celebrity industries, and everything in between. Together, we'll hear their life stories and how they got to where they are today. Welcome, everybody. This is the first of many episodes of our new podcast. Yes, we're very excited to bring you our podcast, which David and I will go into our background and how we know each other. And we're basically brothers from other mothers and how our incredible friendship and business relationship has sort of bond across almost over a decade now and how we want to bring you all our stories and the fun people we know and focus on the world that we live in and which is you know I'm in Beverly Hills and David's in Miami and luxury market from entertainment business to celebrities to the real estate market to everything in between so we're super excited to bring you our journey and share all of this with you so I can tell you that I met Justin over 15 years ago, or approximately 15 years ago, I guess would be very accurate. And we met because I was working with the Osbournes, and I first met Justin's mom, and a wonderful, amazing person who I love dearly, Frankie. And she and I hit it off and she was at the Osborne. She's friends with Sharon and I was there working and we just got talking and she was there enough and I was there enough that eventually we just formed, you know, just great communication and, and what I call a friendship. And then she said to me, I'm having a meeting on a new project, nothing to do with the Osbournes. And um, I would like you to be a part of this project that she had going. And um, I'm going to invite my son and some of the trades who are going to be involved in this. And let's see how this team is going to come together in this. So I go to her home to this meeting and I'm sitting there and all the trades are there and she's there and everybody's there. and We're getting ready to start the meeting. And, and then the door opens and all of a sudden this presence walks through the door. And when I say presence, I mean that in both senses of actual being a present, as it turns out, as well as having this charisma that was second to none. He walks in and it's just like, he, what a guy. Like, I don't know, it's interesting with relationships and people that you meet that a lot of what you feel very early in meeting someone ends up being what is the whole relationship is like. And so we meet and I just am blown away by this person, Justin, Frankie's son, and on so many levels. And we just became fast friends. And soon after that, inseparable brothers, Justin and I are truly kindred souls that have all the same passions and interests. And it was as if we were brought up by the same parents. That's how much our values align. And then I'll let you take it from from that moment because I'm sounding very fruity, but go on. (laughs) So I second everything that David says. I mean, it was really, you just know when you meet someone that there's going to be a connection and there's, you know, we didn't know what, and and no matter what it is, no matter how our paths are always on, like they might be on a different table, but we always try to integrate it and bring it together. And we've done so much together. We've done so many projects together. You know, we'll fly out from Miami for my son's birthday party, which is, you know, who's also, he's 
my son's godfather. So I think very, you can understand. Big honor, very big privilege. A big honor, of course. <laughs> so we have that incredible connection. And David is just such an inspiration that, you know, everything David does and everything that David has done is so, he's one of those people, really, with all the people that I know, David really gets things done when he says he's going to do something he does it and the nicest most genuine person i know now i'm sounding a little bit <laughs> to get the love we've got to get the love fest out of the way and so you so that's that part of it's done but we have a lot of stories we have a lot of of really really fun interesting amazing stories and after we sat down when we met that first day that was for the maholland estates project right that was yes, for the, yes, exactly. the big studio which yeah. which ended up being we did um a huge project Project for a client of mine who was a big rock star and has a big house up in, in Maholland Estates and we were doing a studio, but like he wanted a proper, proper recording studio that like was on par with record plant and all the big, you know, places. And of course, there's nobody else to do this besides David. So David came into the project and obviously knocked it out of the park to begin with and ended up building the most spectacular, gorgeous, state-of-the-art recording studio in this you know, massive, massive house, over 15,000 square foot house. And from then, ended up doing everything else to the house, of course, redoing the movie theater, redoing all the AV in the house, redoing everything that David does. So that's kind of where it started. From there, we went on to collaborating on a bunch of different projects. I mean, I think we have to, is it too soon to talk about the Clint Eastwood project or can we, well, can we yeah, do we'll that one? That. We'll get to that in a second. I, I okay. want to give a little more background so people understand yes. like why listen to these two yo-yo heads, you know, like why, <laughs> exactly. what's, cool, what, what's different about David and Justin's life from anybody else's. And for some people's lives, not much is different. And for most people's lives, a lot is different. And I think that's where, you know, with our wanting to share what's so interesting is that I'll speak for Justin that he grew up, his dad, who's God bless him, no longer with us, was a huge rock star. His mom was in the rock and roll world, which is how she and her husband at the time met. She was working for Brian Epstein of the Beatles and then went on from London, of course, and then went on and worked with Yes and Trevor uh, Horn and, you know, just like huge stars that she was an integral behind the scenes person with. And while her husband at the time was an international rock star and Justin grew up in that environment, but has always maintained an incredible humility and sense of real that balances this over the top unique life where it's just hedonism and madness and like, you know, all hell's breaking loose in the rock and roll <laughs> world. And boring rock star and mom trying to keep the family together and everything just swirling and just like completely out of control. And then somehow, some way, you know, Justin has, he's found his way out of that to be this incredible person that has the background of all of these complex and interesting lifestyles, but the, the life himself of a very grounded, solid family person and even to this day is in the midst of the madness all the time because whether he's doing business deals with rock stars in Mulholland Estates or whether he's doing $30 million homes, luxury deals in Beverly Hills and around, it all has the same dynamic. It's very interesting people, most cases very eccentric and uh, not your average person by any means and incredible challenges 
and stories that you see on TV. And I mean, it's like, literally, I feel like your life in so many ways is just like a TV show without cameras. <laughs> you feel the same way too sometimes, but no, it, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, it's, you know, having that background and I definitely credit my mom for being a very strong, very, you know, opinionated and keep the reins tight. And, you know, from being raised in that environment to then doing my own stint of the music business as a singer, as a solo artist, which was, you know, kind of a, an offshoot from what my dad, you know, visiting my dad and, and doing that and him kind of getting me into some stuff. And then me kind of going off on my own accord, uh, having two record deals and recording and going around the world, working with every producer and having that whole lifestyle to then, you know, getting caught up in the, the music business, the business side of it where record labels are changing and presidents are getting fired and this, that, and the other and everything in between. And you kind of get caught up in that and it becomes something different. And this was, by the way, completely different time. When I had my record deals, there was no YouTube. There was no social media. There was, was nothing. There so it was internet? really your... Yeah, of course. There was internet. Because this was all around, I would say, 98, 9, 97, 98. And started That's like... Very early. Yeah, so it was I mean, nobody, nobody had it. I mean... I remember having web TV. Do you remember web TV? That was yeah. like, and it was a, it yeah. was a dial up modem. It used a telephone yeah. line. Oh, it was like and ridiculous. Nobody so. called in if the line had call waiting or it'd knock you off the internet. Exactly. <laughs> I remember your story, which if we're in that time frame now, you know, you were, you lived, which uh, is now, you know, such a common story for the almost hitting stardom people of that time where you lived where, yeah almost got added to kiss and yes. because there was an admin change tell everybody what what happened with that because that's kind of like your classic like why did this person make it and why did this person sure. not make it and it wasn't yeah, I mean, yeah it was it was so we had everything done and we had you know the single ready to go and we were just literally being added to the rotation in Kiss on Kiss FM, which is which, an LA. By the way, let me add means that you're about to break because that's like the that's Absolutely. that's the American Idol of that day. Yes, yeah, so it was like the, once you're on that rotation, it's game over. So we were literally were added. Everything was great. The head of the station at the time, the programmer, it was all it was all a done deal, and the it was just director, the program director. Yes, and literally within weeks of this being you know decided i think clear channel came in and bought the station and every single person there was new and everything was being turned around and everything was a very very corporate you know kind of situation where kiss fm in los angeles was like the biggest at the time so it was like a timing thing you know it was all a timing thing and i think i mean i have 20 other stories like that of you know a, a day late and a dollar short of you know things happening but i think it all happens for a reason everything is for a reason and i wouldn't be here today where i am and who knows if i would you you never know what the sliding doors you know my wife and my son and you know all those different you know elements that you look at which is something that i love to thank god about you know that you are on the path that you're on because everything is completely meant to be no regrets just great experiences and great journey you know to get to where I'm at right now. But yes, it was about to be there. And I think that- And they you know, changed, when Clear Channel bought it, the PD was let go and the slate of ads that included your single were 
canned. Canned. Yep. Everything was canned. Yep. That was it. Uh, On to the next. Yeah. I know. So I mean, devastated would be an understatement, right? It was surreal because it was like you know you're already banking on this, you know, in your brain, you're like, okay, so this is happening and then this and this, and then we have to do this and just everything, the rug gets pulled. And there was a couple of times that that had happened as well. And it was the kind of business today is so different, isn't it? Because you are so reliant on, you couldn't make a move without the record label or anyone else on that side, making things happen in the bureaucracy of making something happen. And today it's like you, someone can walk in and go, I got a million followers. I'm going to do what I want to do. And you know, it's completely, completely different world. Completely. Well, that that's for sure. I mean, there's no comparison. And, and the, one of the greatest things about the world we're in today for music is the opportunity, as you described, where someone with their own followers has a lot more say in the matter, whereas the music business for so many years was 100% corporate based. What the corporate said was all that happened. And until you were able to establish an enormous fan base and have some uh, autonomy, uh, you know, you were at their mercy and especially a new artist. And of course, that's always going to exist because they're still corporate entities, whether they're social media entities, whether they're record labels, whether they're management companies or, or all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the power shift has occurred for the better to where the person actually going out there and sweating bullets and getting the fan base that is into them finally has more of a say early on. And that is a huge shift entire paradigm shift from when you were breaking as an artist. And I think when you look back and you didn't end up following your dad's footsteps in that regard, which you were very much on a path to. Sure. um, You know, isn't it amazing how something that could have that much, those many lessons in it and that much disappointment could be that big of a blessing. I mean, it's really ironic. Yeah, no, I, and I think 100%. And I think that it helped me a lot because after that, I got into more behind the scenes, into management, into production and stuff. And I think that working, and it helps me now till today, even working with the celebrities and, and, and that whole world that I'm in, you know, that we're both in, that we work with, it gives me, I feel, a whole different perspective because. I was there in, in, in a sense, like I know what it takes to get up there and, and do what you need to do as a performer. And I think it gives you a whole other layer of how to deal with things and how to deal with people. And I think that I did when I was managing artists, there was some, there was a camaraderie there where you can really understand where they're coming from. And I think that there's also mutual respect because I think they also knew that I knew what I was talking about in the studio too. And I knew what it takes to get up there and put a show together and, and all that stuff. So yeah, it's very much, you know, it's all meant to be, you know, if you hadn't gone through that as an artist, you wouldn't have the depth and the natural subconscious understanding of what all these celebrities are going through. Because what you see at face value, if you're just you know an admirer of the celebrity, is an entirely different world than if you're on their support team. And when one of us is working with a celeb, and it's whether I'm building a studio for them, or I'm doing a business deal, or you're doing a business deal, or you're mm-hmm. doing a real estate transaction for them, whatever it is, you're, on, you're in their inner circle. You're, yeah. you're on their team. You're behind the scenes. It's, it's nothing to do with you know, how great they act or sing or how high ratings their television show gets or all the stuff that's on the public facing side, all mm-hmm. that behind the scenes stuff 
has an entirely different dynamic to it, has an entirely different protocol. And you really, on an intrinsically subconscious level, have to understand and be compassionate and sensitive to what their worlds are like in order to truly serve them to the extent that we do and that we're called on and, and quite frankly, trusted to do. Absolutely. No, for sure. It's definitely an art form. And listen, your background, there's more to go for me. There's more to go for you, but I want to, I don't want to get too far on my stuff because I think your story is so inspiring and so incredible and coming from where you have started. Tell me a little bit about, you know, before you got into this side of the business where you are now with um, the technology side of it and the audio one and all that stuff. Tell, please, enlighten the people about well, your, your journey? It started with playing the drums before I was two years old. And what ended up happening, I didn't even know I was playing the drums that early. Of course, how, no one, I believe, has memories that early. But I saw pictures uh, years ago of myself crawling through a bass drum head and playing drums at less than two years old. I was like 18, 19 months old. Wow. What happened at two as I was apparently playing, is I ended up being diagnosed with retinoblastoma, which is cancer of the eye. And as a result, they had to remove my right eye. Being blind in my right eye and having a physical deformity simultaneously had a very big trauma on my childhood, uh, some of which I'm still trying to sort out to this day. But Mm -hmm. I got through that. And by the time I was eight, I was taking drum lessons and had this dream of being the world's greatest drummer and practiced really hard and was able to take some lessons with some great teachers. And by the time I was 16, I'd already played, you know, hundreds of gigs and was out there just thinking to myself, Hey, I'm going to get out of high school and I'm going to be the world's greatest drummer. What ended up happening is I got out of high school and I ended up in my pursuit of being a well-rounded drummer. Now we're in the mid eighties. I'm finding technology as a component of understanding drumming. And in that pursuit, I ended up falling in love with technology as much or more than I had with the drums. And I realized like, wow, all of these dreams and goals I have as a drummer are much more realized. And it became much more apparent to me if I did them in the technology world, which I was highly passionate about. I'd already learned how to play the drums, read music, I played with a symphony and I, you know, I played with rock bands and jazz bands and like had all this experience and very deep musical background, even at that age. But now technology was, was calling on me. And because I chose technology as my pursuit and my passion, I started a MIDI consulting business, 1-800-345-MIDI in Boston. And because I chose all that, I ended up working with so many artists that were idols of mine who had drummers. So if I had stayed as a drummer, I wouldn't have worked with any of them, chances are. Maybe one if I was lucky, but probably none. And as a technologist, I was able to work with, you know, Aerosmith and Elton John and Brian Adams and Ricky Martin and Ringo Starr and Styx and Journey and Cher and all of these amazing artists that, um, you know, really made my dreams come true. I always had a philosophy that you got to have hard work. I've always been over the top on my work ethic. Didn't take a vacation for over 30 years. Just really got from my parents. You know, as you talked about your mom, Frankie, my mom, Rita, was just as big of an influence and just as strong of a presence and a force in giving me the values and the work ethic and the tools to say, hey, 
You come from nothing right now, living in Boston very, very modestly, but that doesn't mean you have to stay with nothing. If you work really hard, you follow your dreams, and you have the passion, you know, you can get somewhere. So I started with no connections, like the opposite of your upbringing, right? You're, <laughs> you're, like, you're like born into rock royalty, and then, you know, you have to kind of unwind your way out of it. And mm-hmm. I'm born into nothing to do with rock and music and like blue collar, salt of the earth parents. And, uh, but we both had one big thing in common, which was we had the love of our family from day one. 100%. And then that helped me build it up. And by the time I was in my early 20s and I was working full time for Aerosmith and starting Audio One and, and learning about business, learning about the music business, learning about how to scale and grow a business learning to be better at my trade, understanding and following and leading even on, on some things in the technology, production, engineering, and studio spaces, then brought the consumer world into my offerings at Audio One because originally we were all pro and then we decided to add home theater and home automation and then built that up and built ProToolsTraining.com and then built IDA, Inspire and Develop Artists, which is all access IDA right now. And we do very, very high-level artist development one-on-one with certain types of artists. And it's just been, you know, a heck of a ride between all of the different areas that I've been able to make a living in and all of the different clients and experiences that I've had the privilege of working with because these people really are different. It's a good different, but it's very, very different. When you're spending every day with Steven Tyler and Joe Perry or Ozzy and Sharon or whoever you have the privilege of working with that day or that year uh, or that time. It's not the same as just any most people's days. Let's put it that way. And I hope we can share with all of our listeners some of the cool experiences and also answer questions for people where if you know they want to know anything from, hey, what's it like to do that? Or how have you survived successfully for so many years? What are some of the founding mm-hmm. principles and concepts that have gone into our day-to-day routines that have kept us on the cutting edge and kept us with this clientele? Because look, I didn't realize over the years how special having these clients really is for that period of time until I mm-hmm. saw all of the competitors out there where I went, wait a second, these people do like one project for someone and then they never work for anybody again. Like what's, and then I realized, oh, okay, there's a real methodology to why these clients stay with us for 20, 30 years, why they tell their friends about us and why we have that level of work. And I want us to share that with people and and help people who have like-minded goals accomplish the same thing if they want to. Absolutely. And something just occurred to me as well. First of all, I think that you, something that you and I, you and I have never talked about this before. And I think so interesting right now, as we're just discussing all this, I think you and I are both equally right and left brain. Cause I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of people that have been in a similar position as you, a very talented musician and then going on to doing stuff in the studios. But what separates you from the rest that you've become so successful and everything that you touch literally turns to gold and your level of professionalism is on par with like, you know, you're, it's A-list. And I just thought with the two of us is what we 
are able to bring to the table is we're equally right and left brain. We're artists and we understand the business side of it too. And I think that that is what has really helped both of us, you know, and we have that in common and that's why you and I understand each other so well too. No, it makes perfect sense. And I, th- I think you're right. I think we're able to complement each other. And I think we're able to fill the areas where, where we don't naturally have our go-to and our mm-hmm. strong suit. We complement that with each other. You know, I appreciate the kind words. Um, I wish everything I touched turned to gold. <laughs> it's not quite that, it's not quite that, that great, but Pretty you know, close. <laughs> well, I think it's been a lot of, a lot of hard work and being consistent. You know, I think that anybody can start a business and kind of have a big roar and a big push because there's so much energy and so much momentum when you're starting and anybody you talk to, it's like your first time and it's fresh and it's not as hard as people think to get going. What's really challenging is, you know, a quarter of the way up the mountain and now, you know, your adrenaline's kind of leveled off and you still got a long way to go, but you're getting a little tired. There's new elements being introduced. And I think that's where it gets the most challenging. And I think where people really need to look in terms of what's important, it's the long haul. It's the consistency Mm -hmm. and it's the ability to perform and to build a clientele and deliver to that clientele over a very long period of time. Because I think a lot of people can do it for six months, a year, two years, even up to five years. But once you, once you pass that threshold to be consistent uh, for 20, 30 years and every year build upon it and add new, you know, very prominent clients, that to me has been the biggest challenge and the biggest reward of all the hard work is finding that, yes, that does pay off. If you can stick with it, keep doing the same thing, but at a higher level and more advanced and evolved every year, your clients will go with you. They'll sure. evolve with you. They'll be added with you. And you'll find that that consistency is a big part of it because people quit. People find that yes. it's, it's tough out there. And the bigger you get, the more criticism you're under and the more people, the more haters are out there. And it's very mm-hmm. challenging to stay on your A game and ignore all the noise and be able to focus on what matters and just grow and serve your clients and not let anything get in the way of that. Well, you just tapped into something super interesting. And obviously I think you, as you can see our brains are going and we're going to tell you stories about us, but you, you know, and if anything comes in between you and I will go on that tangent, but you tapped into something really interesting that I want everybody to listen to. You said consistent And that is the most important thing that you can do with anything across the board when it comes to business, when it becomes you as a person. Consistency is such an incredible ability to have because you don't keep people guessing. People know what they're going to get and people don't want to be surprised. And you know, the, the consistency, I think, as a person and then in business. But here's the interesting correlation that I just thought of is consistency is a very important thing in business and commitment being committed as an artist is the other thing that you do when you're an artist and you go out there if you're an actor if you are a singer you need to commit to whatever it is that you're doing in that moment whether you think it's wrong or not if you stay committed the audience will 
follow along with you and they will believe it as, as much as you do. The minute that you have a crack in the armor is when you've lost your audience. And I think that consistency in business and that commitment as an artist, I think those things go hand in hand. And those are the two different, you just said something, you know, cause now my, my brain is on this whole right and left brain thing where, you know, how to balance those things. And I th- think that what we do share in common is the consistency is we're, we're always consistent. We are who we are. I think it's really important for the clients to understand and feel that. And then also commit. And I think that we're doing what we're doing right now and getting into this where we're sharing our stories and sharing our experiences in life. We're committed to this and we're committed to making a, you know as much of a change as we can or offer information, offer stories and to help somebody. And I think that they go hand in hand and I think it's, it's exciting for me. Well, it sounds so simplistic, like, okay, yeah. commit and be consistent. Yeah. But Go ahead and try it, you know, it's not easy at all. It might be simplistic to understand, but it Mm -hmm. is not easy to do. And we're all, look, we're all living in the same world with the same craziness, all of us. Doesn't matter what you do, who you are. We all have huge challenges every day. We all have drains on our schedule and our lives and, you know, and, and we're all in the same boat, all 7 billion of us. We really are. We're all humans on this planet living the same challenges with just different circumstances, different settings, et cetera, and maybe different magnitudes, but we all are are dealing with that. So to be consistent and to have the commitment to stay consistent, because they really go hand in hand, you know, is much, much easier said than done, but it it is really a calling card. And, And I know when I deal with people, that are consistent and that have that commitment and you really have a good idea of, okay, this is, this is where they're at. This is what they're thinking. This is how I can best serve them. It's not just that the outcome is better. It's that the process is better. When people talk about an enjoyable life, like living every day, you know, life is short and make the most out of every day. That's a big piece to the puzzle of how that happens. Cause when you're trying to second guess, what side of the bed somebody woke up on or what position they're going to take today because it's different from yesterday and different from three days ago. And it's like what, dealing with a wild animal, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What business yeah. they're in. Like, you know, somebody's in one business one day and then like six months later, they're chasing a different business. And sure. I see this with artists a lot where I'll sit down with them and they'll say, you know, well, the, the trend right now is this, so I'm going to follow it. And I'm the first one to say, you know, hold on a second. The trend is that now because it was built a year ago on mm-hmm. integral principles of how certain artists saw their music, and now it's become exactly. the norm. Like you, you got to be ahead of it, not, not of that. on it. You yeah, know, you don't want to sure. be on it or behind it. You want to be ahead of it, be out front on it, and being consistent and committed also are founding pillars of how to be out front on whatever your passion is. Yeah. No, listen, I also say it in another way, you know, when all the personalities that we deal with on a daily basis, I'm like, listen, being consistent is like, I'd much rather deal with someone consistent. And what that means is if you're a jerk, then be consistently a jerk. So at least I know you're going to be a jerk. It's, it works in all facets, I think. And I think that it just helps everyone else around you it's when the people that are up and down that are the ones that are that it's you're really playing that dodgeball of like what what are we going to get today exactly what side of the bed do they wake up on today but i think that those are two great 
buzzwords that we have like uh, I think the consistency and commitment, I think are so, yeah, they're easier said than done a hundred percent, but I definitely think there's something to think about for everybody. Be consistent. Well, and I think that they're, and I think that they're, they're part of the secret sauce. You know, people, there's, there's thousands of books out there of how to be successful, how to be a better person. And you can just break it down. Like we've read a lot of them. We've lived a lot of them. We've talked to a lot of the people that have written them and who understand human psychology, human patterns, uh, success patterns, et cetera, at a very high level and very deeply. And it comes down, these are two of the components, you know, that yeah. not saying don't read the books and, and don't talk to your guru or go to your life coach, but I'm saying that it's a lot more simple to understand than you think where the challenge is, isn't that you need 10 more books, it's that you need to start implementing what you now know are some of the most important principles. So I don't want us to beat any more of a dead horse on it, but that's yeah. what I think about it. No, listen, you're 100% right. And my One of my mottos that I always say is the way that you do something is the way that you do everything. And so I think that that is an important thing for everyone to look at too. But no, I think we're going to have a lot more conversation about this and sort of how it pertains to getting to where you want to go. Philosophies. Yeah, yeah, life philosophies. Yeah, for sure. Right. Absolutely. And look, we're still working hard every day, trying to get ahead, trying to go get evolve our careers, be better at what we do in our personal and professional lives. There's, there's mm-hmm. no top of the mountain. You know, there's no point at which you've arrived and it's like, okay, I'm there and it's everything's accomplished and I know it all and I've done it all and I've been it all. It's like, forget it. Even if you reach a mountaintop, all it does is reveal another one. You know, that you just couldn't yeah. see because it was being blocked by the first one you were climbing. Of course. But as soon as you get course. to the top of it, as soon as you get to the top of it, all you have to see isn't, you know, oh my goodness, like what a, what an accomplishment. It's like, oh my God, now look, there's 15 other mountains I see now yeah. that I have to climb one after the other because you can't climb more than one at a time. As we're living our journey like that and sharing it with everybody, we hope that there's a lot for people to gain because if you can save time and you can have a good time doing it, then that's really what it's all about. And that's what I hope that life with David and Justin will bring to our listeners. Definitely. No, I mean, I, and, and you and I discussed that. We have so much to say and we have so many great experiences that we want to share with people, which, you know, you and I have been in a thousand situations with people where people have told us, you need to get these stories out there. They're too good and too fun and too interesting for lack of a, interesting and for lack of a better way of saying it, educational, you know, because we're learning as we go along too and, you know, learn from, from the, the different things that we've done. I think our concept of this podcast, I think, you know, it's life, L-I-F-E, luxury in full effect. But I also think it's a play on words because I think it is life with David and Justin. You know, it is about our life journeys and, you know, we want it to go deeper than that. And I think that, you know, there's going to be two lanes to this. This podcast is going to be life. And the people in our lives. People in our lives. And then also, listen, we talk about what we do. We're in this business. We're We're in the luxury business. We live in that world. And it's a fascinating and interesting world. And I think that there's a lot to discuss and a lot of interesting people that we can interview and pick their brains on how they got to where they are and also incorporate our stories, which I think is interesting in some degree. <laughs> so it's an exciting time right now because right now we feel like the world is not so consistent and we're kind of settling into 
what is going to happen next. And I think with how far people have come emotionally and how the studies about behavior and personalities and how it the affects business and it, how it affects trends and how it affects everything in between is something that I love exploring. I'm super fascinated by it. I'm super fascinated how people's brains work. And people's brains are working differently today than they did 30 years ago. And how does that affect everything from trends, business, the way people live, the way people act, the way people are hopefully taking more accountability for their actions and and everything in between. So I think it all correlates to each other. I think that with life and emotions and people and business and everything, I think that's that's what I'm excited about is crossing those lines with what we're doing in this in this podcast and, and how we bring it to you. Appreciate awesome. It. Well, I'm David Frangioni. He's Justin Lee. And I'm Justin Lee. <laughs> so we are here in and on life, L-I-F-E, luxury and full effect. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Head on over to luxuryandfulleffect.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover more content. Until next time, 